As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Up in the morning and out to school. The teacher is teaching the golden rule. American history and practical man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 51, season 5, our third episode overall for this school year of Now We're Talking. I'm your host, Dr. David Jack, Superintendent of Falker County Public Schools. You can listen and view show notes for this podcast at www.fcps1podcast.org. And episodes are also available on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. So obviously, we have to give people lots of choices because our millions of listeners demand it. So we do the best we can to accommodate everyone. Before we get, we have a few very special guests with us today. Um, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait, surprise everyone. But first, drum roll. Ladies and gentlemen, we now have three sponsors Yes, count them three. We had one the last two episodes. Now we have three. Uh, Alan Wayne Limited. Alan Wayne Limited is is stocked with a diverse. By the way, uh, can you all hear me? Um, can you all hear me? Okay. Yes. All right. Great. Um, Alan Wayne, Alan Wayne Limited is stocked with a diverse, talented team that works strategically and collaboratively with our clients to create phenomenal brands. We crave challenges, we solve problems, and we develop solutions. That sounds like Lewis McDonald. Uh, feel free to visit our website at www.alanwayne.com. Thanks, Alan and associates for helping us out. We greatly appreciate it. And I will point out that sponsorships are only hundred bucks and we use that fund, funding typically for purchase of equipment. Uh, next, Appleton Campbell Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. With Appleton Campbell, you're assured of the best in customer service. From your first call through to after-service care and beyond, you'll be treated first class. Head over, head over to our website at www.appletoncampbell.com to learn more. And last but certainly not least, Joe's Pizza and Marshall, my favorite hangout. In fact, I will be there today at 4.30. That's my Tuesday ritual. 
Joe's Pizza and Joe, I talked to Joe personally, and he said, mentioned this podcast and received 15% off. That's 5% more than last year. So all you got to do is go into Joe's, which by the way, takes cash only. Mention this and podcast and you get 15% off. So it's this not specific podcast or just this, pod- this specific. Thanks for your clarification, Lewis. This specific podcast. Now we're talking great people there. And I'm actually, I'm dead serious. I, I go there every Tuesday around four 30 uh, to meet up with a couple of, uh, of friends and it's a great place. And we're also looking, we're looking for additional sponsorships. So if you're interested, just contact Ginger Farmer. Uh, she's my assistant. It's ginger.farmer at fcps1.org. Okay. Now, today we have two very special guests. Amanda Griffith, who's the ITRT at Auburn Middle School. Welcome, Amanda. Hello. And Bo Pittman, who's a teacher at um, Fauquier High School. Welcome, Hello. Bo. Uh, what makes these folks unique, and also, by the way, we have, we have a, a third teacher that we've interviewed and we have him pre-recorded. What makes these three teachers unique is that they all left uh, FCPS and then returned. And actually, this con- this conversation kind of got going at New Teacher Dinner, uh, where we were astounded by the number of folks at that dinner who had left FCPS and then returned. And uh, Tara Helkowski, our, um, our All Things Public Relations, thought it would be a great idea to get some of these folks on a podcast and talk to them about why. Because um, we do have a national teacher shortage. It's impacting probably every, just about every school division in this country. Uh, We are experiencing it. We saw it coming, which is sort of part of, I think, of our frustration is we've seen this coming for a few years. We just didn't prepare for it very well. Uh, and I told uh, Bo and Amanda that prior to getting into the whole FCPS, returning to FCPS, I wanted to pick your brains. You're, you're both master teachers. I want to pick your brains a little bit about the teacher shortage. And uh, the reason this is on my mind uh, is uh, today, this is, a, a, by the way, a subject really of great interest to me. And I was one of those people, just as, as an FYI, when I started teaching, my first job in Virginia was... Uh, 1994 and I was the first it was at Louisa County High School I was the first new social studies teacher in that school in 20 years so uh I I replaced Mrs. Hart who had been there for taught at Louisa County High School for probably close to 40 years I was the first new social studies teacher in 20 years so when I started, there was the opposite of a teacher shortage. There was actually a teacher surplus. Now we have a most definite shortage. And uh, I read the governor's um, plan for addressing it, his strategy, thought it was good. Um, no real surprises in there. Uh, I was glad to see that there were, there were more things addressed than just salary. Salary is important and money talks, no doubt, especially in a closed market like this. But there's other pieces as well. So I want to ask you, Amanda, and you, Bo, if you could, and I, I granted, I'm, I'm assuming you haven't read his plan yet, but if you could share, or maybe you have, I don't know, but if you could share one piece or two pieces or three pieces of advice for the governor's office in terms of how do we combat the teacher shortage issue? And just to give you a, just a little snippet, 
there are 3.5 million teachers in this country between fall of 2020 and spring of 2022, 300,000 teachers nationally left the teaching profession altogether. So that's the, that's the population of the city of Pittsburgh roughly. Now, the problem of course is we don't have nearly that many of teachers coming into public education as teachers. So it's, it's a huge problem. What kind of advice would you give to our governor? Amanda, I'm gonna start with you. What, what do you think? What, what are some pieces of advice you might give to his, his cabinet in terms of combating this problem? Um, I think I would actually kind of start all the way back at college prep. I think I, I went to Longwood and I will sing its praises, but I really feel like it prepped me to be a teacher and to kind of gave me some previews of stuff I was gonna see. A lot of people that I've talked to who are career switchers or who maybe went to a different college will say, oh, I didn't know that was gonna happen. I had no idea. Um, I think that on top of support, I, I think the biggest thing whenever I'm talking to any of my friends is support. We just wanna feel supported as a teacher, good, bad. We just need somebody in our corner right now who's going to back us with the decisions we're making. That's great, thank you for that. And when you, when you talk about support, I, I just, I wanna dig a little bit deeper there. So when you're talking about support, do you mean uh, support with student discipline, support with instruction, support with just keeping up, maintaining a positive culture, or is it all, is it a little bit of everything? I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, I, we were talking before we started the podcast and I was kind of in the same boat as Bo where I had a, you know, I was at a, kind of at a point of like, do I even want to be in education anymore? Is this the right path for me? And I can tell you it is night and day having a supportive administrator who just says like my current administrator leaves notes that says, you're awesome. Thanks for being on our team. Like those little things that really change your value of feeling of I belong here, I should be here, I want to be here. Um, but I think also with student discipline, I mean, I, I feel like you can go into all kinds of categories of different support, but I think administration makes a huge impact <laughs> with that as well. Well, you know, there's, a, there's an old saying, um, it's usually applied to business, not schools, but people leave, people leave managers, they don't leave organizations. Um, and it's so ironic, Amanda, because your principal, <laughs> will send me the periodic uh, texts of support. Uh, and I'm not making that up. Every once in a while I'll get a text from Matt, like, hey, hope you're having a great day. You know, thanks for everything. Yeah. Completely out of the blue. So it, it actually, it does, it makes you feel good. So yeah. Bo, Bo, how about you? What do you think? Um, well, Amanda really touched on my number one uh, thing. I was like jotting a few ideas down as you were talking and which is the support of teachers. And for me, um, the school district and school that I came from, um, we had a lot of big gaps that we were um, trying to make up for our students uh, that were, you know, I think it was like 69 or 70% of our students were ELL students. So they're coming in, you know, um, at a whole range of abilities um, and reading abilities, math abilities, all of that. And a lot of the time, um, and this is one of the big reasons I left there, what I felt like they were just like the gen ed teacher, like you got to do it all from teaching 
I was teaching sixth grade language arts and history from teaching that sixth grade curriculum to also teaching them phonics reading. And I, I think like support staff in schools would be like truly like hugely changing to so many of those school districts that are, or even probably our own who are dealing with those big gaps that teachers are being so overwhelmed with because I, I know I was constantly just feeling like I wasn't doing enough because with the great need, I, I wasn't able to meet those needs by myself. And, um, and I just found like time and time again, I was asked to do more, but then there was no help offered. And it was just like, oh, could we possibly have a reading specialist come in and help us with this? Or, I mean, you know, my, I have my, a group of ELL students who were ones and twos and barely speak any English, if, you know, any at all, if they do. And um, could I just have some help with, you know, with them during my social studies uh, block? And it would just be me and those students. I don't speak Spanish. They don't speak, you know, English. We're having a, some trouble there. And so just finding the supports to fully support all students in every class. And um, that after, you know, three years of that, you're tired, you're, you feel overwhelmed, and then you feel guilty for wanting to leave because the students do have these huge needs and you're trying to meet them, but it, it's just overwhelming at times. So I think for me, the biggest thing is like, like creating, you know, more support staff or maybe more funding for support staff in schools around the state. Yeah, you're, you all are, both of you, right on the money. And, and it's, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a true believer and you got to face your harsh realities before you're really going to improve. And so here's where we've not done a good job. And here's where state government, federal government have not done a good job is, and I mentioned this at convocation, we've continued to put things on teachers' plates. Eric Vollmer wrote a great book about everything that's been added to public education since 1900. It's insane. If you just look at that list of everything that's been added, but we've not at the same time added the, the additional staff that we've needed. We've added staff, but we haven't added the staff we've needed to do all these things. Many cases, we just ask teachers to do it or we expect teachers to do it. And, and now I think that's sort of out of control because now teachers are overwhelmed. We just went through pa a pandemic. We've asked them to pivot, do even more stuff with cameras and virtual instruction and whatnot. And we've not done a good job of taking things off of teachers' plates. And Bo, you hit it. It's if you if you, in order to do that, you really have to add staff, and and that's expensive. I mean, like eighty eight percent of our budget in this county is staff, is salaries and benefits. Twelve percent pays for everything else. So that's the biggest part. So, but that is the solution. It's it's either that or just removing them. From the from the uh, off the plates of public education in general, like, hey, we don't okay, we, we don't need to add, you know, social emotional learning to the plates. It's really important for kids, but we're, it's one more thing we've asked teachers to do, and, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's plenty of things that we've asked folks to do. Um, okay, so I want to stay on this because this is really good stuff. So I, I want to talk about the last two years. Um, last two years, clearly. Tough time for everyone. Drove a lot of teachers out of the profession. 
you know, undoubtedly that happened in the last two years. And um, we, we continuously were asking people to pivot, teachers to pivot during that time. And uh, sometimes things would change it literally in a day. One day we would say this, and then the next day we got a new uh, directive and we have to literally write the next day and say, whoops, that was actually wrong. So now I, we need you to do this other thing or do what you were doing differently. And I know that's terribly frustrating because it's frustrating for us. So I'm just wondering um, two things. Does this, starting this school year without the all the pandemic stuff, does it feel any different? Um, and second, am I right to assume that all the that we asked the teachers over the last two years really, really contributed to a large extent to people just getting out was just too much stress. So those two things, what does it feel like this year? And is that about right about what, kind of what happened in the last two years? I mean, I think it feels totally different this year. I also think I kind of look at it at a different standpoint because I came in new with a new principal. So we've kind of meshed into this new beginning, but I feel almost like the vibe of the building is what it was um, before the pandemic. Um, I will tell you that most of my friends who left education said it was the last two years kind of ruined teaching for them. Um, I, like I said, I really contemplated my next move and I was really worried because I have only ever wanted to be a teacher. So contemplating leaving education was a big thing that the fact that I was even having those conversations with my family was very huge because never in a million years would I have ever thought about leaving. Yeah. But this year has kind of given me that spark again. It's nice to be able to do some of the things we used to be able to do with kids and have these groups that we can do these fun activities. And it is a nice feeling to have that back. And I kind of wish some of my friends would have stuck it out because I think it in the long one run, they would have been happy again. And we just had to get here again. Yeah. Well, and maybe they will. Yeah, you, you, you never know. So it's a very rewarding profession, but it's also a very frustrating profession and it, it's a very stressful pr profession. But I think it's interesting, even, even for an old guy like me, I still occasionally will hear from in social media from a student I had, you know, 30 years ago. It's not that, un not terribly unusual to hear back from a kid that says, I had you for US history and you were, you know, loved your class, whatever, or, or hated your class, but liked you or whatever. <laughs> So, uh, but, so maybe they will come back. Bo, 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 what do you think? What's your take? I think that the last two years forced people to teach in ways that they never had to before. And I think if I might have been a person who was right there setting close to retirement, I might've just would have said, you know what? I'll see you guys later. It's been a good <laughs> ride, you know? It, it really did force us to change everything that we do and how we do it. Um, in my specific case, I felt like I lost a lot of my autonomy as a teacher. Yeah. And we very much shifted rapidly to this very like textbook, like, like this is what you should be doing at this moment and this time in every single class. Um, kind of uh, vibe at my last school and um, and and that really took a lot of the joy out of teaching for me uh, I'm very much a person who is all about coming up with new things new ideas 
keep it fun and exciting for not only myself, but the kids. But, and I found myself as we were kind of progressing through the semesters um, and the weeks of the school years that because we went to this kind of like prescribed system, it got very boring. It got very, like the kids were quickly uninterested and in in sixth grade, interest is everything. Like, because if you don't have their interest, they're off doing, especially when we were virtual for um, that whole year. Um, like when they have the option to just like hit that, you know, goodbye button on the Zoom, like they're going to. Um, so I felt like it really forced everyone to change. And I, I did see a lot of people like thinking like, oh, I like, I'm just done. This is, this is too much. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously that we were dealing with issues that we never had to deal with before. So there was um, not necessarily a right or wrong, but there were a lot of things that came from it that were very negative and I think really, truly did impact people leaving. Yeah, absolutely. I just, there there was so much more to um, these sort of tentacles of frustration and disillusionment stemming from having to teach virtually, for example, and that people just don't realize. It's kind of like a friend of mine used to say, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are experts in school because they went to school and it, it doesn't work that way. And uh, it, and like my mother used to say, uh, who was a waitress for a long time, she said, everybody in this world should have to be a waitress for a week. <laughs> you know, like everyone should have to do that. And I think teaching is right there with that. Everyone ought to have that experience you know, spending a week in a classroom and, and not that there's anything wrong with the kids, but it's just, it's hard work. And if you drive by any one of our schools 30 minutes, an hour after, you know, dismissal, you're going to see a lot of staff cars there because people are committed. They're trying to get their work done. They're dedicated to these kids. And I think we're really fortunate here, which I think is a good segue into what this podcast is supposed to be about, which is your return to Fauquier County. And so um, we want to dig in a little bit and you've, you've touched on, Amanda, Bo, you both touched on this a little bit, but maybe we can dig a little bit deeper. So what, you know, you both mentioned that you were considering other career opportunities, thought you would return to Fauquier, kind of see how things were. Any regrets thus far or any thoughts about that decision or Fauquier County in general, or, or what's, you know, what's different? Cause I think we'd all like to know that. Like what, what is different be- between us and any other place? Cause we're all competing for the same teachers. So what makes us different? I have no regrets. I'm very happy. I made the jump back. Um, I think the big thing is, I know they say it a hundred times, but the grass isn't always greener. Um, So yes, money is important, but at the same time, I think sometimes people leave and we take our different paths because we see something like, hmm, that's going to be good. And then we get over there and definitely got homesick and missed the feeling of this is my home and where I belong. Um, I love the flexibility that Faulkner gives with teaching. Like Bo was just saying, we're not given books and told teach A, B, C, and D. Um, you are allowed to be able to put your own spin on things and to really pull kids in in a different way. I just think that Falkir is small. You're more than a number. It offers you a lot of things 
that these bigger divisions aren't going to be giving you. And those are the things that the more I teach become more and more important. I want to feel like the people that I'm working with care about me. They care about what I'm doing. We all care about the kids. It's not just you're on your own. Good luck. And those little things have started to become a bigger for me when it comes to picking where I want to work. And I mean, I spend more time here with my colleagues at Auburn than I do with my own family some days. Mm-hmm. And I want them to feel like a family to me. And all and Falkir does that. It's a very different small town feel that the bigger divisions aren't, they can promise you, they can tell you you're, you're going to get that, but you don't. <laughs> Phil, so how long have you been back? So we, we got back, this is, this is my second year back now. This is okay. my sixth year at Falkir High School. Right. And, and as I mentioned, there's a, there is a teaching shortage. Sure. So yeah. uh, you probably had options, uh, assume you did, um, like, like all teachers. And it's interesting, I, mm-hmm. I was telling the story recently. When I got into teaching, um, it was the opposite experience. There, mm-hmm. there weren't teaching jobs. And the, t- the job I got uh, in Louisa County my first public school teaching job, I was the first new social studies teacher in 20 years oh, wow. in that school. So that was back in the day where there, there was no shortage. Now there mm-hmm. is. So I'm sure you had options. So, of course, I'm going to get right to, so why, sure. why Fauquier? Well, I mean, it, it was interesting. The, the, again, the year or so that we were down there, uh, it, you know, we, we experienced a lot within our personal lives. Uh, kind of that that thing where you know life just keeps punching you in the face saying hey something's not right here mm-hmm. and uh, you know COVID hit and that that changed a lot of things for a lot of people but I had dropped some some lines uh, you know stayed in touch with my family here at Fauquier High School and uh, you know they they had known that I was kind of looking to or maybe that I was just missing uh, missing the the, the building, uh, the, the county. Um, you know that, that you work with folks for long enough. I mean, they do in a sense become extended family and good friends. And that was something that we just didn't have down there. Um, you know, didn't have uh, you know folks that that were all that supportive of of anything really. Um, and you know. You talk with uh, former students, you run into them maybe at a softball game or something here and there, and it's it's just always interesting when they're in high school. Uh, Got to hurry up and get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, small town. Uh, can't wait to can't wait to get out. And then you run into them years later, and and they're so thankful for uh, for Fauquier mm-hmm. and the small town that Warrington kind of provides. Yeah. Um, and that was a, that was the case for me too. And I, I will never forget uh, the day that Craig Kellican called me, and I guess he had gotten wind that that I wanted to come back and I wanted to come back to to Falkir High School. Um, and I was I was looking to come back in any capacity. Um, and uh, he called me, and there were there were several other folks in the background, and he offered. He said, uh, you know would you like to have your job back you know do you have interest in that and I mean I nearly started crying but then once I <laughs> kind of composed myself uh I, d- I told him I'll start packing tonight you know wow. and, and uh so it's it just it, something about 
that you know the the building and the people in it and uh, the relationships and all that I form with them. Um, it's a, it's a special place, and I'm happy to be back in room 319, advising the yearbook, mm-hmm. just like I was before I left. Yeah, that's uh, thank you for those comments. And um, it's interesting when I first got here nine ten years ago. Uh, people threw the talks about family a lot. I used to say, I actually used to say to Sandra Mitchell, who is a former assistant superintendent, I used to say, Sandra, let's let's use the word team instead of family. I said, I just like the connotation of team better than family. But now that I've been here for, for nine, 10 years, it's family. That's exactly what it feels like. And I, you know, I, I was on that. Now we're, you know, we're, we're an X and O team. Now we're not, we're really a family. So we have our squabbles and we have our disagreements and whatnot, but in the end of the day, we love each other. We take care of each other and we support each other. And that's personal opinion. That's I think what part of what makes us special. Um, Bo, any, any thoughts? Uh, Yeah, I definitely just like want to build upon what Amanda said there. Um, You know, actually, Fauquier County Schools was my very first job when I was like 14 years old. My dad like put me to work over there in textbooks, like barcoding those books. So this was my very first job. So I've been around for quite a while. Um, And, you know, when I left, I will be honest, like I left mainly because like the dollar sign that was like being shown somewhere else. And that was great. Um, for about three paychecks and then the reality of working elsewhere kind of kicks in and I really loved my time you know my three years I I grew so much as an educator so I am thankful for that time but when I got looking around and kind of like Amanda what Amanda was saying was like you start thinking about what is the most important uh, stuff for me as a worker what am I looking for the most? Um, it was that sense of community that we have here in this school district. And it's like, I haven't yet to be in another place that feels like this. I, I know people at almost every other like high school and middle school and some elementary schools, you're close friends with these people. You support each other. I, I mean, coming back, I have gotten so much support stepping back into this role um, coming back up from the middle school here at Fauquier and then just from my other uh, colleagues from other schools as well. And it really, this month back has shown me, oh, you made the best decision. And in fact, after the first week of like being here at Fauquier and the, with the students back, I literally said to my best friend, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm like falling in love with teaching again because last year was like so difficult for me. Like I was really like, do I even like this anymore? And then being back here this month, I'm like, oh, this is what what I was looking for. This is what I've been like kind of holding out for. So that, you know, coming back was honestly the best decision I've made as far as my career to date, in my opinion. And I will say, I'll just throw this little caveat on, those are the reasons I wanted to come back. But the reason that I was able to come back was the pay increases that we got here in the county over the last couple of years. I was able to look at that and say, oh, hey, this, this makes 
it me able to do that i can you know i mean frankly i'm making what i was making last year so that was great and now i only have a 10 minute commute so wow that's great uh well of course those are wonderful wonderful things to hear um because this this is you know this is home this is family this is this is what i in my opinion this is what school systems ought to be about you know are we perfect absolutely not um but i, I haven't met a, a person in this school division yet who if, if things don't go well and they there is a mistake maybe they won't admit it and move forward and get better i mean that's really what it's that's life right that's what we do um so it's obviously great to hear those things and and again you know tara um she she was the one that pointed out to me at new teacher dinner that she has did you notice how many people in this room had come back and i was like yeah it really that really stood out um and i think that was um that's that happens every year but this year for whatever reason there was there was just a lot more so we thought it would be really really beneficial to talk directly to you all um and i've gone way over my time limit but um i do want to thank you all for being being part of this and um well, this will be posted, I don't know, within the next few days or so. Terry's really good about putting this out. But I, I do want to thank you. Thank you for coming back to us. Thanks for giving us another shot. And I'm gl really glad it's working out. So far, you know, from you mentioned what a great start it's been. It's been a great start for us also. It's been very smooth. Um, so hopefully that will continue. And I think that's it. So, again, last but not least, want to thank our, our sponsors, Allen Wayne Limited. Appleton Campbell Plumbing and Heating, and we will see you all this evening at Joe's Pizza in Marshall, 15% off. Just mentioned this podcast. So, Phil. Bo, Amanda, thank you very much. Appreciate you. Oh. Rock, rock, rock and roll. Feeling is there, body and soul. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.